It was it was wild. It was crazy for sure. Um, something went wrong, and the whole plane was like shaking, and it was loud. So I opened my window and um, saw what the video showed. And with that intensity, let's start the show. That was crazy. Welcome to Boozy Brunch. Every Friday, Stacey and I unwind, uh, put an adult beverage in a closed thermos, and sneak to a production studio inside the Arch Grounds. Cheers. To you too, my friend. We are very responsible, though, because we have thermoses with <laughs> lids, and so we can't spill them. <clears throat> Some of us mix- messed up the ratio. <clears throat> All right. Uh, too much ice. So we look, <laughs> we use this time to relax. Also, look back on what happened this week on our show every morning, 5 to 9 on 1065 The Arch. And we started this by hearing from Logan Webb. Logan is a young man who was on a Delta flight earlier this week when they experienced engine failure. They said they heard a loud noise. Some people reported smoke filling the cabin. And he looked out his window and saw what I could only describe as something very, very terrifying. Yes, it looked like uh, there was a piece of the engine just like rolling around inside the turbine. It was glowing. And somehow Logan had the wherewithal to video. I I doubt I would have, but he did. This is uh, a part of our conversation with him on our show yesterday. What what did that feel like being on that plane and seeing that out your window? It was it was wild. It was crazy for sure. Um, I was kind of just like chilling in my seat and I had my windows like down at the time something went wrong and the whole plane was like shaking and it was loud so i opened my window and um saw what the video showed and then that's when it kind of kicked in it was was really scared me and um my brother were actually but like sitting by the emergency exit so they had they had us prepping and stuff for like crash landing and all that it was scary so out the window, you see, like, I don't even know what you call it, the turbine, whatever that giant yeah. engine-looking mm-hmm. thing is under the wing. Your video shows what looks like a giant canister, something that broke off, kind of spinning around with a giant burning ember, like, in the center of it, which looks terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Back to what you said about being in the emergency row. I don't, I don't know how many times I've sat in that row. They ask you for the verbal yes if you're willing to right. help, and then you forget about it for the rest of the flight. But this was one mm-hmm. of the very, very few times that you actually had to do some duties. So what, what did they come up to you and ask you to do? They showed us how to like work the door and where all the like levers and switches and all that would be to pull out the, the raft and the slide and all that. They are just making sure we knew what to do if it came around and we need to do it. I'm getting goosebumps just hearing yeah. you describe that. I would be, oh my God, like that, you're uh-huh. in it. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, you're in the emergency exit row and they always ask, are you willing to do it? And you just say yes, you know, whatever, you get more leg room. <laughs> and then it comes around and you actually got to do it. It was pretty freaky. Whoa. What was the flight crew like? Like, could you tell that they were scared or did they seem like this is just routine? We've got it handled. They, you could definitely tell they were they were kind of scared, but they handled it really well. They were kind of running around at first, just getting everything set that they needed to take care of, I guess. But every overall, everybody on the plane and the crew was pretty calm. So it was kind of surprising. Nobody was really freaking out too much. That's great. Did that help your feelings? Mm-hmm. I mean, were you very nervous, or did you have confidence that, that everything was going to be okay? Honestly, I kind of felt like it was going to be okay. Because even though, like, I saw what I saw, and that looked scary for sure. Like, I knew, like, <laughs> even the pilot said uh, we had engine failure and all that. We were still flying fine. So 
I figured we'd be all right. Was there any part of you that was disappointed once you landed and and exited normally that you didn't get to use the emergency <laughs> slide? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of excited. I mean, of course, of course, I'm I'm so glad that everybody yeah. ended up safe and everything, but uh, it, it would have been <laughs> definitely a crazy story to say I was able to save some lives or something. Listen, I mean, I feel like if you just pulled it anyways, no one could have blamed you. They trained me. I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I just reacted. <laughs> Thanks again, Logan. We really appreciate it. And so glad you and everyone on the on that plane landed just fine. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. It's, it's our pleasure. Uh, we're sharing a Logan's video. You have to see it for yourself. It's on the Arches Facebook page. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I mean... I, I think it would be, well, yeah, I would have had to change my pants. You talked Seriously. about not being able, having the wherewithal to pull out your phone to right. film it. I feel like I'd just be praying. Seriously, I don't know. Um, like, I have a problem with things that I can't control. <laughs> and so I think that <laughs> that would definition. be a very bad situation for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you did mention uh, off the air, you said, that, well, at least. You would prefer to be in the exit row, and I can relate mm-hmm. to that. Uh, with him in the exit row, it gave him something to do instead of just mull over the fact that there is smoke and fire coming out of one of the wings of the airplane that they right. have to emergency land. Like, there's no way. I Well, I'm glad I can't tell you what I would actually do, and I hope I never have to come back to this conversation. But... um Sitting there doing nothing and just waiting to see what would happen is so awful. I couldn't do that. And so if if you're not in the exit row and you're supposed to sit there, I, I think I would maybe be a problem. Excuse me, sir. Um, I, 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 I know that you've just been briefed by the flight attendants. And right. I, but can, can we just switch seats? I need something to do. Yeah, I'd at least I'd be doing something. Yeah, you'd be looking at your boyfriend going, everyone's distracted. Let's get to the bathroom. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Normal people can join the Mile High Club. Special people do it during engine failure. For the turbulence. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's better oh than... Oh, my God. This, than, I don't even like this line of joking. <laughs> we're going on a plane in a week. Oh, yes. We, we're, yeah, we're gonna, I don't like this. We're both taking vacations in just a couple of weeks, and we're, yeah, we're, we're basically doing the same thing, except oh seeing different people. Flying back to California, are you going to try and sit in the exit row when you fly Southwest? You know what? Honestly, with Southwest, you just take what you can get. So... Um, I will just be glad. What I try to do is get a seat so that I can get the heck off the plane. Closest to the front as possible? As fast AF. As, as fast, fast as, as possible. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we didn't uh, sit down and do Boozy Brunch last week because the stations were closed. The offices mm-hmm. were closed for July 4th. So I feel like we have a little extra to catch up on. We had guests over the July 4th weekend. We had four people staying in our house. I know you stayed in deep clean, but I think yeah. probably the height of your excitement was when your neighbor almost set your house on fire. Yeah, if you want to call it that. Uh, maybe the height of my irritation mm. was when my neighbor was, he he set off a three and a half hour powerful aerial fireworks show, which could be neat if you don't live in a grove of trees next to me. The photos like, you sent me, I could hardly see the fireworks because, yes, they were obscured by giant tall mature trees yes and these trees are so giant that you know if if the tree catches fire it's gonna land on my house (laughs) you know like these were close enough so that 
one of the fireworks could have landed on my house. I mean, three and a half hours. I was so irritated. Was it really that long? It really was. 8.30. That, started at 8.30. That is so much money. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I, I'm i going to try to look it up if I can. Mm-hmm. But like, profe- You can do it. Professional fireworks, like if you go to like the giant ones like in New York. They weren't that big. They weren't like... Um, what do they call them? What's the official term? Like mortars, I guess. Yeah. They weren't like the big, huge mortars that you would see at a like fairgrounds fireworks show. But, but they were going up, I don't know, 100 feet in the air. So they say for fireworks and pyro musicals, I guess that's fireworks done to music, shows run between 1000 to $2,000 per minute. What? Shows typically exceed $20,000. Holy cow. Now, we, there are fireworks all over the place, but it, like the O'Fallon Heritage and Freedom Fest and the and the fireworks downtown, mm-hmm. they do like multi-day events. So right. it's not just one day. I'm used to, the, is that too old school that I'm used to the one night of fireworks? I don't know, generally on the 4th of July or the Friday or Saturday nearest to the day. These three and four day festivals Seemed to be new to me, and now people are just balling out on all these fireworks. Yeah, I'm not familiar with those either. Um, in California, where I used to live, there were different fireworks events, but some were on the 3rd and some were on the 4th. And I think part of it is because there are some 4th of July festivals that are so big, you know you can't compete with it, and you know everyone's going to go see it. So you have yours on the 3rd because you're a smaller town, and you know it's a way to spread out the weekend, I guess. Yeah, but there's lots of... I mean, even the, the municipalities were going crazy, and mm-hmm. well, Webster Groves went a little extra crazy this year. <laughs> yeah, they had they had some issues. So apparently, uh, something happened where it knocked one of the tu- the launching tubes over, and a mortar literally got shot into the crowd. That's so, so scary. They planned on having multi day fireworks, and they decided, eh, let's um, call it at this one. Yeah, the video was nuts. Like eleven people got hurt. The fireworks fireworks are way bigger than, well, than I realized. Because even you buy them right at the store and you mm-hmm. think you got a big one, but any video you see of a professional firework exploding near the ground, is like, oh, it's a 60-foot diameter. Like, is it that big? Huge. That's ridiculous. I didn't know that. So this thing fell off to the side, and I don't know if this is con- if the baby actually saw what was happening, because the video that I saw in the River- Riverfront Times, you hear a kid go, uh-oh. Oh. And then four seconds later, kaboom. That's, so maybe I mean, the baby spilled his juice box right at the right time for that to make sense, but it was nuts. It seems very odd that they wouldn't have it set up so that the average festival goer could get close to the mortars. Well, they were far; they were farther than they needed to be. So they they listened to all the safety stuff. I forgot what the actual you must be X amount of feet around, mm-hmm. but they uh, in a statement said you were supposed to be let's call it sixty feet, and we made sure the closest you could get was eighty feet. Mm-hmm. But still, if it shoots. A hundred feet. I mean, those things, yeah, they go high in the sky, so I don't think they're accounting for the mortar launcher to fall over and aim directly at people. Right. What would you rather be in, that crowd or the plane that had engine failure? Do I get hit by the mortar? Do I get injured in the crowd? You are in that area, so you have that... Well, no one was seriously injured Mm -hmm. that that we've heard of, so let's say no serious injury, no loss of limb, no loss of eye... No disfigurement, mm-hmm. but you are definitely, you're in a crowd of 50 people that the mortar is shooting towards, mm-hmm. and we know 11 of those 50 people get hurt, or be in that plane, in that exit seat, looking at that fucking turbine spinning around, glowing mm-hmm. bright red, and having to do an emergency landing and not knowing what's going to happen. Ground. 
You'd rather have a, fi- a professional firework shot into a crowd in which you are standing than be on an engine failure plane. Yes. How about you? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think about. I know how safe planes are, but they terrify me. You can't... Turbulence terrifies. One bomb. You can't do anything on the plane. Is that back to your control thing? That's back to... Yes. Like, on the ground, you can... I mean, this is this is a terrible situation. Like, I don't want to see other people get hurt, but on the ground, <laughs> the ground you can use a human shield. You can just find the lightest person next to you. On just the hold ground, them in front you of your at face. least have some options. You're Dive not just sitting there. Cover your head. Yeah, none of those would work on the airplane. No, I mean you could do it, but it's not going to help your situation. <laughs> We're at crashing, all. and this lady's just doing <laughs> somersaults. <laughs> You're trying to steal peanuts? We'll just give them to you at this point. Like they serve peanuts on planes anymore. Oh, that would, see, that's too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Everything uh, else that's happened recently on these planes. Oh, no, no, no. Pales crazy. in comparison to the nut allergist. So uh, apparently, I'm going back to firework costs. That was average for like town fireworks. Mm-hmm. But the uh, Macy's fireworks display in New York City, uh, the cost for the fireworks alone could range up to $6 million. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Preposterous! They got hell. They got tons of barges. They bring them out on the Hudson River. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> I'm appalled. That's preposterous. And then I'm like, I'm definitely above thirty if I'm using this kind of language. You're definitely in 1830 <laughs> if you're using that language. Are you going to go and push the hoop down the road with your stick now? That's the best game. That it's game so is so fun. It's tops. It is tops. Oh my goodness! I know. I look a little bit like a. Hussy, because I've taken the hoop out of my dress. <laughs> I think I saw a little ankle bone. You were looking? My. Measure. Goodness. So I had a full, full house for the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Amanda's sister and her sister's boyfriend and our two friends, they were all in town. And I had a very weird experience in that Amanda's sister's boyfriend is six foot nine. And you are six foot four, and you're not used to people being taller than you. I'm not used to hanging out with people as tall as me. Like, if someone <laughs> is at my eye level, I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, look at that giant. What's wrong with you, giant? Did you feel like, is there a sense of pride in being normally the tallest person? Did you feel a little bit like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Do you know what I mean? Because it it's it's almost a point of pride just because it's been made one by other people. Like it's something right. you, like you you just identify with. And if mm-hmm. you have so many people your entire life saying, "Wow, you're tall," and you're like, to, "Hey, I'm a tall person." It's really hard to describe you. At, like if someone didn't know who you were, but they'd seen you, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's tall. <laughs> he has you know black hair." But he drinks at work. <clears throat> <Excuse> <laughs> Yeah, He's so, very stylish. Her, whoa, thank you. You're welcome. I threw that in just because we're friends. Oh, thank but you. But you are. Not because I, you meant it. You, I mean, I knew asked. you'd like it. That's what I meant. That's. I don't know if that's better. So, yes, he is a freaking giant. He's six mm-hmm. foot nine, which is taller than LeBron James. And he probably weighs as much as LeBron James because he's a he's a broad-shouldered, like, works-out dude. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, looking into his clavicle. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling because, number one, as you mentioned, I do identify as being a tall person. So that's something that I think I do ingrain as part of my identity. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like someone, yes, taking away part of my identity because no one's looking at me anymore. Right. They're looking at his tall ass. And he has a tall ass. Actually, he doesn't have a tall ass. He has a tall upper body. You're the one with the tall ass. I have a very tall ass. That was weird. We have the same length legs. 
which means that oh, his that torso weird. and head is just five inches taller than me. Oh, my God. So he kind of looks like a handsome Wreck-It Ralph when he sits down because <laughs> his upper body is long and yeah. his, those broad shoulders. So my high ass and his low ass were walking mm-hmm. all around St. Louis. And there was actually one moment of positivity where I felt included because we were at the zoo and I noticed a, a lot of people looking at us. It was the first time that I caught many people looking. I'm like, hmm. oh, must be this tank top I'm wearing. All right. Or, or the fucking <laughs> giant that's behind me. But I realized that we just made a good pair uh-huh. because we are just two big people. Because anyone who's five foot anything, even though I'm standing next to someone six nine, mm-hmm. still a pretty big guy. Right. It's like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James together. Dwayne Wade, normal height for a regular person. For a basketball player, he's a little shorty. So we're watching the polar bear, and we just hear a guy go, excuse me. I thought he was trying to get like, a stroller f- through or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Turned around. He's talking to us. Mm. But he asked me first. That's why I was like, how tall are you? I was like, oh, I'm 6'4". He's like, and how tall are you? Looking at I'm 6'9". They like had this weird like proud smile on their face. Like, we just got back from the doctor with our son. He's officially 6'4 today. Oh, and they had my this, gosh. Like, I looked behind him. They had like a... He looked exactly like me in 10th grade, a string bean of a kid. Mom! No, he was into it too. He's like, oh, he, really? got to, he got to join this club. That's cute. He was, uh, yeah, he was. He just turned 6'4", looked like a basketball player, and we, we were able to welcome him into the skyscraper brethren. But at 15 or whatever it was, I think he's still going to grow. And Bjorn, who is the tall 6'9 mm-hmm. giant, he said he was fully grown at like 14 or 15. Oh my gosh. Imagine being a high school freshman no at six foot nine no damn that's it that's growing up differently um you guys were looking at the polar bear yes did the polar bear stand on its hind legs polar bears are like 11 are goddamn they? feet tall i was wondering I who's just, taller a polar bear or bjorn i read this thing well now i gotta look this up where it was like the code on like what to do with bears mm-hmm. and it's like it, play dead it rhymed but it was like Cover your head. Play dead. No, I don't know. I just made that like, up. It was black. Fight back. So a black bear, you fight back. Oh, I would have died. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you played dead with every bear. And and brown is lay down and white is good night. Like, <laughs> that's the rhyme. Black, fight back. Brown, lay down. White, good night. You're done. See you later. I You have just triggered like this old old memory in me that like polar bears are one of the like they're the only bear or one of the few animals that like actually will hunt a human on purpose like, oh boy by the way they stand 11 feet tall oh my god you were right that polar bear at the zoo is close to full grown at least that thing is giant its head and its paws scare the hell out of me we used to have um, a museum down the street from where I grew up and I used to love to go to it all the time. It was like, I don't know what kind of museum it was exactly, but it had stuffed animals in it. Like taxidermed? Yes. And normally I wouldn't like that. Like, I don't like the smell and I I think it's creepy. But this museum had all of the different animals in their what would be their natural habitat. And it was set up. So Sounds like could- the Natural History Museum a little bit in New York City. It was like, um, like giant dioramas kind of thing? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it had a ton of those. It's actually, um, do you know where East West Cafe is? 
In Santa Rosa, California. Yeah. Right off uh, spring. Right on Summerfield. Summerfield. So like, what's either, the season? It this either is just if be... you ever want to travel to Santa Rosa, California, <laughs> population 200,000 in the North Bay of California. The uh, It was either that it's building. across from Howarth Park, by the way, the tennis You're courts. so right. It was either that building that the restaurant is in now or the one to the left of it if you're facing the building. Would that be Mary's or the, or no, that's the, to the right. movie theater? Uh those are both to the right. You're getting, I'm getting way too specific for a podcast out of St. Louis, Missouri. Anyway, what I was saying nah. was that in the entry, in the entry hall, there was a giant stuffed polar bear. Goddamn. And like, it was my favorite thing to go to that museum. I would walk down there when I was a little kid, go to the museum and just stare at the polar bear. And when you were talking about how big it's, Paws were mm-hmm. they're like dish plates they're like dish like dinner plates they're gigantic you get smacked with one of those like the rhyme says Night good night i remember going to the natural history museum like i said it was very similar to what you're describing in new york recently with my sister i was so excited oh i haven't been in so long i can't wait to go and we went and it was just diorama after diorama of like bison or whatever mm-hmm. animals and I was like, oh why aren't they moving they're just oh right that's I like zoos that's what I wanted oh. that's what I wanted to do yeah All you can I, never make fun of me for anything I again said, after like, that I realization wish, <laughs> I wish that they were doing like this is boring I, I, I wish I was looking at live animals like that's what a fucking zoo is called you idiot <laughs> ah, that's funny well on that note bottoms up okay any plans this weekend um, we are working Saturday. Oh yeah, tomorrow is uh, is that is that Hootie? Hootie, Hootie and the Blowfish at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Yeah, we're gonna be out there from three to seven, so that'll that'll be fun. Um, but other than that, I don't really think I do have plans. Are you gonna finish deep cleaning? We'll are you gonna see. Be- I, I'm tangenting before we leave, but you have stated on multiple occasions that, in your opinion. Cleaning thoroughly includes things like using Q-tips and corners. Have you got that far yet? And will you? In the kitchen, I did. You take out Q-tips and scrub a dub dub. Yeah, you can't get some of the things without a Q-tip. Yeah, those things are called... Disgusting. Permanent. Ew, no! Yeah, so my deep cleaning, I did like the inside of the refrigerator and the inside of the microwave and all of the baseboards and that sort of thing. Good luck. Nothing that a drink won't help make more fun. I did the bathrooms too, but I'm kind of over it. I don't blame you. (laughs) The cleaning we had to do before the guests came over. Oh, yeah. I honestly, I mean, I think I've talked to you about this before, and I think I I, I know you want to go, but (laughs) I was thinking... Drink's almost empty. That means it's almost quitting time. I was thinking about it again this morning. Like, I, on multiple occasions, have really considered hiring... A crime scene cleanup crew to why do you start with a normal cleanup crew? Because I've because I assume that a crime scene cleanup crew pays more attention to every detail they, to make they, sure they get every single bit of dirt up. They would be more likely to clean up all that blood in your guest room. You know about that? They'd be better at it. A rug just doesn't cover it all. I don't like the way you're looking at me. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it should. <laughs> you should never speak of this again. On this national podcast. Oh, by the way, um, I was wondering, do you want to come over? Nope. <laughs> nope, I, nope. I got um, 
I'm getting a, new, a concealed carry permit before I go back to your house. I got a new poster that I've hung in the basement, and I was wondering if you wanted to come look at oh, it. Oh! It's really cute. Sure. Is it just beyond that far door in the corner? It is. And when you go in the door, turn oh, you're not left. Oh, you're not going to come in the room with me. You'll just send me I'll down. be right behind you. Oh, that per- sounds perfect. Yes. Well, it's been nice knowing everybody. <laughs> hey, have a great day. We'll be back on Monday. 1065thearch.com if you want to uh, find more. I think that's it. I think so. That's it. Coming up. Okay. See you later. Ah, Bye-bye.